Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. Dom had limited time this session, so this episode is a bit shorter than our average episode. However, we made good use of our time, and I know you'll enjoy today's episode. Last time on Trailblazers, the party revisited the SCP Foundation, where all the creatures from David's world were being kept. There, David talked to Kaiser Soze, who was surprisingly unfazed by his incarceration. Valerian expressed his displeasure on David's progress, helping create an atmosphere where Antioch could be enveloped by the Empire, and pushed very hard for David to relinquish his control over his people. David bargained for one more month before Valerian would put his plans into motion to take over Antioch. When David returned, he found a Chiro, his rebellious daughter's second-in-command, abandoned and took him in. The party made several fruitless attempts to find Setsuko, but were given a hand by a man who called himself Mr. Cash though he tried to extort the party instead of giving it to them freely. The party, fully rested, get ready to entertain a special guest. Will the party be able to manage this crisis with the Empire? What will become of Mr. Cash? Who could this mysterious new visitor be? Find out this week on Trailblazers! Alright, so in comes uh, this, this hooded figure whose face is obscured, whose whole body is obscured, really, very long robes. And Lightning's like, I present to you the Iroku Saki. And the guy bows to you. How can I help you? It is I who can help you. What race is he? You don't know. He's completely obscured. And uh, who am I speaking to? I am Malganus, and I have come to offer my services to the Lin Kuei, to this Orokusaki, as I have offered to his predecessor who came before him and his predecessor before him. And uh, what exactly would those services be? I have the ability to give you what you've lost. Your predecessors all lack the foresight to accept my offer. I hope that you will find it useful. What have I lost? The most valuable resource that there is. People. I can bring back those you have lost. Those you need. Those whose skills are missing. Like Thaddeus. I bring you a token. A token of my power. That I have for you. If you would allow my associate in from the lobby. Lightning looks to you. Yeah, bring him in. He escorts the guy in who again his robes completely covering him. And uh, the guy takes off his hood. And standing there before you is Brom. If you don't remember who Brom is, Brom is the bard who you killed on your way to go fight Oroku Saki. Ah. You met with him a couple times, or intera- you didn't really interact with him, but you observed him a couple times uh, doing different musical things, including a funeral um, kind of song and other things. And it's Brom, who you yourself shot in the face and watched die. And Does Brom, he look injured? No, he doesn't. He bows and says, Orokusaki, I have learned to conquer that which all living creatures fear, death, and I offer this power to you. You offer me necromancy? Yes. Lightning kind of gives you a raised eyebrow. Forgive my ignorance, but I've come to know of this skill as a dark art, as it were. There are those ignorant. They are afraid of what they do not know. They fear death, and those who can control it scare them. For that the world has rejected this art. 
but it is magic. Magic like any other can be controlled and used for good or evil. A knife can be used to cook or to kill. As any magic, a magician who knows how to cast a fireball is not looked out from society as evil, yet he can use it to kill or to help. Necromancy is the same, though those who have used it, who have popularized it, have been devils. So why help me? This is my land, my home, and you are its protector. For many years I've attempted to help protect it, but I have been rejected by all the leadership of the Lin Kuei. Their short-sightedness and fear of the unknown has brought them pause. I totally forgot to mention because Caleb's a big dope, but he has a big skull on his robes. Black robes with a big white skull, like the, like hello death kind of thing. <laughs> Not very uh, hidden. I look at him. What would you ask in return? I ask nothing but protection of my home. I want to serve as all Lin Kuei to protect what we love. Surely you have lost someone, someone who you love, or someone who helped you. I can bring them back. Hmm. You know he looks like you know like Palpatine or uh, or any like the Jedi when they like have their their robes on like their heads down you can't see him that's kind of way his his vibes going off right now right now I need time to um, think over your offer how can we get in touch with you Don't tell me you forgot the guy's cell phone number too Yeah I know man uh, it goes um, I live in the town I have rented a place there I will leave the location with your servant Okay. Lightning seed of that. He nods to you. Uh, Master Malganus, perhaps you could show some respect and uncover your head before the Oroku. And Malganus uh, brings his hands up and pulls the hood back, and you see uh, a skeleton. He's a skeleton? He's a skeleton. Yep, and Lightning kind of looks at you again. My character kind of just look, like, looks him up and down from top to bottom. Do not be off-put by my appearance. I have made many sacrifices to learn these arts so that you do not have to, so that others may benefit. Not all learn these arts to merely pursue power and life eternal. Some do this for others. Well, I appreciate your offer. I need time to think about it. Of course. However, I may serve our home. And he, uh, he gives a bow, and unless you have anything else to say, he leaves. And the bard, too? Yes. Okay, well, I should have mentioned this earlier. Um, mm -hmm. while, while David's taking, or ha holding court, I make sure there's a scribe in the room. Okay. Taking note of all who come and what their requests are, just so we have a localized okay. list. All right. All right. I turn to lightning. Uh, well, that was an interesting first meeting. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, we'll have to discuss that later. Yeah, sure. Uh, what's next up on your list there, boss? Is there any more meetings, or was it just that? No, there's a couple other people. Yeah, bring someone else in. All right. All right, so you'd go through a couple meetings of kind of benign things, nothing uh, worth role-playing, just different things that you would, as a leader would have to deal with. My, this guy stole my chicken. This guy stole my cow. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's a fruit basket. All in all, it takes a couple hours, and, um, and, and you guys are now done with all your meetings. Of meeting people from the the community, anyway. Okay, so now it's just us. Yeah. 
Alright, uh... And Lightning's like, alright, that's the last one, at least for a while. I'm sure tomorrow now. nine different people will come and want to talk to you. <laughs> Let's... We'll make them wait a week. Let's, uh... Lightning, I need to schedule a meeting of the whole cabinet. Oh, okay. Together. So put out the word and start bringing everybody in. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. When you want it for, as soon as possible? Yes. Uh, what about Sedonis? You want to take him off the front for this? You know what? Yes, he's going to have to leave somebody okay. in charge. I need him. All right. And then in the meantime, we're going to have to discuss this information salesman. Ah. Uh, Mr. Cash. Yeah, Mr. Cash. Mr. Cash. Uh, my young friend here clearly wants to kill him, and I'm assuming you clearly do not want to. No, I do not. And the last I checked, there was laws in a land, and you don't just get to execute people because they're jerks. The Orokusaki is the law. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you know what? I think I know David a little better than you, and I don't think that power can go to his head so easily. If it can, you can at least bring it back with a trusted friend. He looks at you. You know, Lightning, I'm not an uncompromising fellow. I'll forgo killing him if we can throw him in a bottomless cell. Just in, like, a cell with no sunlight for the rest of his life. To be honest, Thorne, I, uh, I don't understand why you're taking this. Of all the stuff we're dealing with, why you're taking this so personally. Let's just say I have a marked distrust of information dealers. Listen, here's the deal, David. I, I can't... Every time something like this comes up, you know... I can't be your, hey, don't do this guy. I can't be like the cricket on your shoulder, boss. I, I hear you. I can't do that. I've just noticed a trend with you that you're just kind of doing whatever you want. And I get as a leader, you get to do that. But I don't know. I just remember when we were, when we were fighting together, every time there was something to do, the whole group would like talk about it. And Thaddeus would always be like, hey, don't kill him. You always be like, fine, I won't kill him. Well, now that we don't have a Thaddeus, there's no one to say, don't kill him. I just think there's something wrong here, man. I just think I you, need to, you need to ask yourself, what would Thaddeus do? It's funny you should say that, because I think I'm going to do exactly what Thaddeus would do. Good. Here's what I'm going to do, and I hope it'll satis satisfy young Tharn. Please tell me what Thaddeus would do. We'll cut him in half and give half I, to the mother. I guess no. I shouldn't have said what Thaddeus would do. I think Thaddeus would approve. How about that? This would be a Thaddeus-approved <laughs> situation. The amount of money he tried to extort from me, how much was that? I think it started off a million gold pieces. One million gold pieces. And then you negotiate down to something like 100,000. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. For trying to extort a million gold pieces from us, his fine is a million gold pieces, which of course he could never pay. So what he's going to have to do is work off the million gold pieces by giving us and finding us a million gold pieces worth of information. And then when that's satisfied, he's free to do as he pleases. Just to be clear, what's his crime? Trying to Ex sell information? Extortion is a crime. Isn't extortion trying to get information out of people? Yeah. No. Well, it, no. it can be. Extortion no. can be both. Extortion is using the threat of physical violence either by you or by somebody else uh, in order to get someone to pay you to get around that. So he knew I needed this information because this was about someone who would be attacking our people. 
So he's using something like that, which you should obviously just report and not sell. That's not sellable information. That's the act of a trader in any country. You can't sit on information about uh, an attack. It's extortion. That I'm not going to argue about. It's the, extortion. The act or practice of attempting to gain money or property uh, by committing an offense by an or against for or against an official engaging in such a practice. Well, you know, listen. I don't want to be Mr. Second Guess all your things. What you think is right. I'm just, I'm just a little concerned. Sometimes you're making decisions without thinking about what's right. I just want you to keep in mind, man. When, what, if, if, pretend Thaddeus is here, right? I'm not a good Thaddeus, all right? He had all these rules and stuff that he got from his book that I don't know nothing about. Whatever he has, man, just pretend he's here. What would he say? I think he'd be fine with that. Right. He's right. guilty of extortion. His fine is the amount he extorted, right. but I will take it and trade. All right. And since his trade is information, then let it be information. And then he will be completely free do as he wishes no harm coming to him how much gold pieces per each information well just like he said we'll decide based on the information he can get it done in one piece of information i kind of slouch back in my chair a little bit very well i i i i will submit myself to the roku saki ichiro speaks up who's in the corner and he says i did not know we were allowed to question the roku saki and Lightning kind of like slowly turns around. Ichiro, I'm sorry. I forgot you were here. You may go now. And Ichiro gets up and goes to leave. I, I get up to go. Uh, I look at David. Um, am I free to go as well, Master? Of course. I walk by Lightning and I, I kind of look at him in a hushed tone. How dare you question the Roku Saki? <laughs> he smirks. Uh, what are we going to do about Ichiro? I got to say, I think you have a new number one fan all of a sudden. This guy has done a 180. Look at him, he just like, <laughs> you see what he just did? I think you may have gotten more than you bargained for. I agree, but he did just completely betray us. So let's give it a little more time. What do you want let's me to just... do with him? I've literally just had him sitting here since you sent him to me. Well, the good news is, as crazy as this sounds, I think there's a possibility that he could do what you do. You think, think the could... guy who just flipped on you twice, one against you, now back to you, can be your number one? He could, but not until the Suko situation is over. So we have to kind of keep him on the back burner. That's his only weakness. Suko? Yep. Wait, same question. What do you want me to do with him? Just keep him. Apprentice him. I think Apprentice I might, him? I might want him to do your job. He's got to know how to do it. You want to get out of it. All right. All right. I will. I'll do it. I'll have him follow me around. And you guys are impossible. I'm impossible? You said you want to add out. I and do I wanna. I, I'm with okay. you, man. I just thought. I'm sorry. I'm a little taken aback by who you picked. You just said he's my number one fan. Yes, he, he is. Okay. So, but I know until Suit goes taken care of, that'll be the only danger. I don't believe he would betray me for anybody else. Just as long as he doesn't tie you to a bed and tie you to a bed and try to break your ankles with a sledgehammer, you're fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't believe anybody else would sway him. Hmm. So just keep showing him the ropes. But oh. don't tell him that. Very well. I'll show him the ropes. Listen, I don't have many ropes to show. He'll probably figure out stuff before I do. That's true, but you know how difficult I can be. That's mainly what you're teaching him. <laughs> how to nod and smile. 
when to speak up and when to do exactly. just give David that's some space. That's the most important thing. Speaking of what would Thor, what would uh, Thaddeus do? What do you think about Malganus? This might sound crazy, but my gut instinct is to use to say okay. Oh yeah, I, and let me tell you why before you answer. Yeah, you're going to be at the council meeting anyway, so I might as well tell you too. Now, uh, what Thorn already knows. In 30 days' time, well, not 30 days anymore. How many days has it been? Something like three. Okay. In about 30 days' time, I either have to let Valerian remove me by deception, or we will be at war with the Empire. Well, this just keeps getting better and better. What happened to the whole friendly thing with the Empire? You were getting all cozy with him. It is friendly, but it's just not moving at his preferred pace timetable. So his idea, um, <coughs> you know, what language does does lightning understand? Any other language understand English? Common. Or yeah. Common. Yeah. Even even if I wrote it. Um, what a good question. Yeah. If 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 not, when he got turned to firefly, uh, back to human, it's been long enough that he would have gotten an education. I look at lightning. You can read. <laughs> Just kidding. He says, read between the lines and hold up his middle finger. I send his interpreter out mm -hmm. and the druids out. They leave. So it's literally just us three. Okay. And I write on a P or I say to him, he's going to... Actually, I write it. I don't even say it. Okay. I write, he wants to fake my death and replace me with a new Orokusaki of his choosing. And I show it the lightning and then I, once he reads it and acknowledges, I burn it. Okay. And he goes, um... Well, I can't understand him. Oh, yeah. Or you guys, he could write it back. Yeah, he, yeah, he takes out paper and, and writes, Are you inclined to acquiesce? Couldn't he just blink yes or no? <laughs> Oops. Uh, Did I say that? We'll just say we're writing from here on it, just so I can yeah, talk. Yeah. I'm saying I write, I write. Yeah. Um, I, I would, but the issue is I think Kaiser Soze wants it to happen, which makes me want it not to happen. I see. So Kaiser's still not out of the picture. Uh, no. The scariest part is I think Kaiser's exactly where he wants to be. So if he wants to be in prison, why don't you just let him out? He's imprisoned by the Empire. That would be a tough, tough... I can't think of a... And besides, they have those finder guys. Right. Those robots would just come get him anyway. Throw him in an oubliette and throw away the key. Leave him to rot. Well, David, whatever happens... I'm behind you. I may disagree, whatever, but I, I want you to know if there's anyone on this planet that's going to back your play, whatever play you make, it's going to be me. We've been through a lot. I'm with you, okay? Uh, and, and, and thanks. He, and, and he kind of beckons you forward, and he grabs your hand, your, your good hand, obviously, and he kind of closes all your finger except your pointer finger, and he takes his pointer finger, and he kind of loops it around, and then turns your hand and does it again, and he writes, uh, he goes, uh, that's sign language for friend. And that's what you are to me. You're the only friend I have. Thank you. But now while you see, if we end up in a war with the Empire, a necromancer could be a necessary evil. Can I bring my interpreter back? Yes. I burn everything. Okay. As lightning's leaving, I, I shout to him real quick. Your only friend? That hurt. <laughs> uh, as he's behind the middle finger again uh he brings back um his interpreter and the druids 
Okay. I have one experience with necromancers. Uh, one, actually, well, and their friends, and they tried to tear my soul out, and it hurt a lot. And the other guy was, like, our first big baddie, the first guy that really tried to threaten things, right? He made the guy, like he was saying, maybe people are just afraid of whatever. All I can tell you is what I know from experience, and necromancers are, are, uh, are no good. They're bad business. The guy had a skull on his shirt, man. Who does that? Well, you're talking to a man that killed a lich. I have no uh, fantasy about what a necromancer is. I'm just... The good thing is he's not a lich. Liches are much more powerful. Yeah, but desperate times call for desperate measures. Thorin, what, are you, what is your opinion? I don't like him, but we need heavy guns, and we don't. we have a lack of firepower right now in terms of manpower. Well... I don't know, David, man. Whatever you say. It's a weird decision. Well, I don't know if anyone's ever been offered <laughs> this before. Well, apparently your two predecessors have, and they said no. Which makes, me, which makes me wonder. It gives me moments of pause that two previous Rokusakis turned him down. Hmm. I'm going to bring it to the council. Okay. If the people who are going to be doing the fighting have no want for it, then no point giving them soldiers they don't want. Right. Well, just remember what Malganis said. I'm guessing that anybody who's anybody is going to be turned off by necromancy. All right. Well, I'll get your meeting. Um, probably get everybody here. It'll be probably tomorrow morning. It's probably the fastest I can do it. It might take till the afternoon. Okay. I'm going to go check in on the embassy. About that. Okay. Listen, I only got two weeks. It's still two weeks business. You walk away all like a big badass hey still two weeks uh we can't build a thing in two weeks so we're having them start another construction but until that's done in however many months we're going to use a house of hachiro i'm kind of you know revamping it a little bit it's not like a full um renovation but you know getting it used uh, retooled so that it can be used for an embassy until we have another one built so in two weeks they'll be coming we'll bring them to the house of hachiro is it out of the question to bug using some of our mages <clears throat> to bug their embassy? Um, I can ask them. Probably not. Not a problem. Probably not. We don't have to bug it. It's a figurehead. Listen, we can bug it just by having a crow sit in a window. No one will think twice. I agree with lightning. We're putting the cart before the horse. Let's just get the thing ready and see who they even send. I don't even think it's going to be... I think it's just for show. Watch it be uh, that check. I don't, I don't think we would learn much anyway. Why hey, risk it? By the way, after we get Ichiro to take over my position, I wouldn't mind doing stuff at the embassy. That's more my speed. Well, how about you be our ambassador? Hey, that sounds cool. I already like that, uh, that, um, that, that Jacob fellow that uh, came to help with the plague. There you go. You're more of a diplomat anyway. All right, well, I'll do all those things you said. Anything else? Trying to think. No, that's it. All right. Hey, listen, you just want to say, maybe you're going to get more annoyed than I will at Achiro's presence, so don't say I didn't warn you. Well, like I said, there's no rush. Nothing's going to happen until so right. uh, Setsuko is dealt with. I'll just tell him to be quiet and listen. There you go. Don't need him telling me not to question the Orokusaki. Get out of here. You may question the Orokusaki. Thanks. <laughs> all right, well... I'll get your meeting ready for tomorrow. Thank you.
I, I say Oroku Saki and I bow as I leave the room. If the if the meeting's over, I assume. It's over. Anything, yeah. anything you guys want to do until uh, tomorrow's meeting? There is something I want to do. Yeah. I go into town. Burn everything to the ground. Yes. Uh, so you know that stock of napalm I've kept under the palace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I go into the town to where the artisans are. Okay. And I approach one of the artisans who can make, a, like, a compass. A really nice one. Okay. And then a plaque with it. Sure, yeah. Well, okay. I'll get a real nice one for you within a week. Thank you. Okay. Nice wooden box with a plaque on the inside and a sure, compass sure. sitting in the middle. Yeah. Like a little felt out, yeah. outside. Okay. Yeah, cool. Sweet. Two things I want to remind you. Not so that you have to act on it, but just because I think there are things you may have forgotten about. Mm-hmm. One was David. Uh, remember that the Emperor said that you were to kill all the people who were spared, the vampires and werewolves, children that were spared. And um, remember you found um, on Tassadar's body that scroll, that gift scroll. All right, uh, all right so we want to skip till the next thing then, the uh, um, meeting. So just to recap real quick, we, we kind of found that no one could tell where Tassadar's family was or any, could know anything about Tassadar. According to everyone, Tassar had no family. But it was... Most people that knew him died. They were all the leaders all died. Mm-hmm. Did did um did he have an official title under the previous Rokusaki? I don't know. I don't think really. Did you give him a title there, David? Your assistant, no, your second but, command? Yeah, he was Lightning's job. Yeah, but I don't before, know what the title would be. But before David. Before David, he had a job uh, very similar to Suko's job of like a, just kind of cleaning and assisting... The other Rokusaki, but it was okay. much less. It was just like cleaning stuff. And okay. If, if I have time, I would like to go to the archives. Okay, yeah, sure. And, and start trying to pour over them to try to, like, I, I sure I, I assume there's a logbook of daily comings and goings within the tower. Okay. Uh, something like that, just to give me an idea of, of his movements during a certain time period. Okay. Be more specific. Can't be vague if you actually want information. Like I just want to start. If I want to attempt to find a logbook that would record him go- coming and going from the tower. All right. To what end? Um, to see he he wouldn't have left the tower. I assume very often. I think he would have remained close to the Rokusaki and close to the organization. Okay. And he had no family, so he would have no reason to really go into town except to party or something like that. And I don't, he wasn't much of a party animal. Oh uh, yeah. So I would. My thinking was. If he left the tower, he would be do so to go check up on people, like his family, who gotcha. he doesn't have. All right, yeah, uh, no such logbook is found. Okay. No one seemed to be keeping any sort of records like that. Got you. Okay, then never mind. All right. Hey, I'm Caleb. And I'm Christian. And we're the hosts of Pathfinder Academy, your go-to podcast for everything and anything Pathfinder. We cover everything from basic mechanics, skill checks, combat with weapons, combat with magic, party roles, character creation, how to run a session, player types and conflict, character death, house rules, making good encounters, rewarding your players, romance, how to kick pigs, pre-made campaigns, homebrew campaigns, storytelling tips, class guides, race overviews, class reviews, book reviews, and much, much more. You can catch us every Thursday here on the Trailblazer Network. See you in class. the meeting get to the meeting all right scene from the godfather you're all around a table everyone's doing introductions we got david from the north (laughs) with our guys 
He has everyone in his pockets like so many nickels and dimes. And if anything were to happen to Suko, if a lightning bolt from heaven, if a policeman was to shoot her in the face, I'm a superstitious man. All right, anyway, you all, you all have a meeting. Uh, you all sit down at the house of Hichiro. All right, in a private room guarded. Uh, you have Sedona's the satyr. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? Lightning, lightning gives the introductions. We have Sedonis, our military commander here today. Elmero, who is a tree, who is in charge of the interior. Sheba, who is a panther, who is in charge of training. The Lin Kuei. Rhaegar, who is a druid. Supply appropriation. And Zeratul, our archivist, who is a uh, self-transformed human. And I, of course, am Lightning, Chief of Staff. This is the Rokusaki's protege, Thorin Dragonson. And we all know the Orokusaki. And they all give you the symbol, and everyone sits down. I stand up. First of all, thanks to everyone for coming on such a short notice. I know we have a lot of going on and things to do. But uh, I felt we have a situation arising that we need to attend to immediately. I'm going to try not to mince words. I'm going to try to lay it all out. Uh, there will be some details which I'll have to hold back for my own reasons, but the situation is dire. Basically, what's going on right now is the Emperor Valerian wants to rule this land, and he wants one unified world under the Empire, under him and his government. So, we have a road, a crossroads before us. We either must submit to that and take on the plow, as it were, the yoke of the Empire, and serve them as part of the Empire, uh, or uh, I will be killed and replaced, or we go into full open war with the Empire. And all of this will transpire within... 30 days of today there's like light murmurings around it's unavoidable it's not negotiable one of these three things will happen or we'll all perish and so obviously with a situation so grave and a decision so big this is why I put this council together I know the tradition here would be that I would just call the shots but as we all know it was extenuating circumstances that made me the Oroku Saki. And many of you have been in this land much, much, much longer than any of us, which is why I gave you the back into leadership. And so now I need to hear your counsel. And then I sit down. Errol Marrow rises. He's the old tree, isn't he? He's not the old tree. He is a but old tree. That guy's not on the council? That main guy? No. I mean, okay. you could have invited him as well if you want. But he was not Could, given a can position. Can we put that back in? Because for some reason I thought he was. I definitely want that guy. No, yeah, all right. So he can be there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rothred. Yeah, he's definitely there. Yeah, all right. El Mero stands up. I am one of these you speak of who have lived a long time here in these lands. And it has remained independent for its entire existence. We have seen the threat of the Empire consuming every land it touches, coming for many years. 
and for many years we have continued to have our heart set on freedom. I must confess my own faults. To change my mind is not something easily done. And like, see a couple of them like smirk. I believe whatever decision we come to, it should end with our independence. And he sits back down. Sedona stands up. I'm trying to wage a war right now versus weird bug things. A bunch of Warvians that decide to stab us in the back. And uh, a very angry woman who's got a vendetta against our Rokusaki. I, I don't see us ending this conflict in 30 days. And if we do, I don't think we'll still be at our best position to wage a war with the Empire. I think at our best, that's a, that's a, a difficult thing to do. General Sedonis, uh, I, I stand up as well. If you had to put a number on it, what would you give our chances of a positive outcome if a military option is the final option? And I sit back down. Saying we, we end this conflict with Madame Setsuko. And let's say, even more unlikely, we somehow get the Warvians back. And we fight the Empire. Let's say we do this in 20 days. We have 10 days to prepare something. I don't know, man. <clears throat> At this rate, like a 25% chance. We have a lot of advantages being our home court. There's a lot of things we know about that these humans haven't even lived long enough to discover. Let alone actually know anything about. It's just not very good, in my humble opinion. And he sits back down. Jared Tool stands up. And everyone gets very quiet when he stands up. I am one who likes to pour through history books of old. To read ancient strategies. Ancient exchanging of hands this land is very old older than you even Rothred. you do not remember the time before the time before when the entire planet was under the leadership of the humans the old aslanti empire for which we are the last of its legacy that was a world unified and it was the greatest time of peace ever if the history books are to be believed. Only destroyed by a great threat. I think maybe in a war we could win our independence. But to me, I believe that joining with the Empire could have positive consequences. And I have a question to ask for our Rokusaki. You have interacted with this Emperor... How much freedom would he give us if we were to go under his flag? And, um, and El Mero stands back up quickly and goes, The answer to that question is irrelevant. We must maintain our independence. My dear El Mero, I believe that knowing information couldn't hurt. I have dedicated my life to knowing information. Let us simply hear the answer. And El Mero sits back down. And Zeratul sits down. And they all look to you, David. I do not think, as a whole, that Valerian is an evil man. But, like Zaratul here, if history is to be believed, where I'm from, many men have tried to do what the Emperor is trying to do. And for whatever reason, it seems to go against the nature of all beings. And... 
even as you said, Zeratul, the one that, even if that error did exist that you were speaking of, eventually it will fall. And when it falls, it often creates more chaos than before it existed. I just don't believe in that concept of one emperor ruling an entire world, even if his intentions are good. I don't believe any good can come of it. And uh, on top of that, without going into too many details, I also believe there are darker forces at work that he could, it's possible he's being manipulated. But I do believe his intention is good, but that doesn't mean it is good. Sheba, the panther, says, what's that saying? Some of the worst things in history have been done with people who had the best of intentions. I stand up. What are our intentions at this point? They all look to David. <laughs> My intention is to leave this land in better shape than I found it. And to leave these people in better shape than I found them. Which is again why I started this council in the first place. And if it is your wish to be free, then that's what we'll do. Sedona stands back up. We cannot win a war with the Empire. If we even win it, what at what cost? If we do just assimilate, at least we can save the lives of those we love. And he sits back down. I look towards what's his name? The old that old tree. Rothred. I look directly towards Rothred. He's like he looks like he's pondering. He's just been listening and pondering. And he looks back at you. And he slowly rises. Or I'd say he probably was just standing on the side and he kinda of just shuffles forward. As Master Zeratul spoke earlier, I am a long liver. I have seen this land back in its infancy. I was before the Lin Kuei was. War has been fought on this land. Massacres have happened on this land. The question is, if we join, will there be a massacre? If we resist, there cannot be a massacre. Massacres only exist with those who do not fight back. If we fight and die, we at least keep our honor. You will find that there are many allies who are asleep, who would wake up to fight for such a cause. But you will only find people to rise up against you if you are to join the Empire. The people and the land will be with you for freedom and against you for subjugation. I stand up. I must say I have to agree with Master Rothrid's logic. We have had many offers, including one recent one, my lord, of aid. We would not stand alone. And what aid is that? The aid of the gentleman who came before us yesterday. There is the aid of nature. As Master Rothrud speaks, they, it must simply be awoken. And I believe there are factions within the Empire who would aid us. Sedona stands up and goes, Do you know someone who will help us from the Empire? Not an individual, per se. Valerian could not have risen to the top without making a few enemies. Not with his style of leadership. And, uh, 
Elmero stands back up. I have heard too much. Defense against the Empire is one thing. To try to assault them and wage a war against them is a matter entirely different. You misunderstand me, Elmero. The Empire cannot conduct a siege with the enemy behind. It cannot besiege the North while its home front burns. I am saying that we engage those factions within and without side of the Empire and distract it from its full potential. Because when the hammer lands, and it will land, it will land quick and it will land hard. Shiva kind of gets up. Master Jackinson speaks wise. I know our men better than the rest of us, and I know what they're capable of doing. And they are infiltrators, and they are people who work in the dark. We can invade their land before they even know it. They will think they have the advantage, be at our front, and not know that there's a thousand people in their own lands from us. We can work to undermine them every step of the way, and they'll see it as bad fortune. And even if they knew it was us, there's no way they could weed us out. Sidonis, I have no doubt in your military capabilities. But assur uh, assuredly, bolstered by black operations, our chances of survival could succeed your 25%. And, uh, David, out of the corner of your eye, you catch on, you look over, and you see that um, Ichiro, who's standing next to Lightning, is, like, hot under the collar. He's, like, biting his lip. He's almost, like, vibrating. You have something to say, young Ichiro? And he kind of looks around, everybody like looks at him, and he kind of like looks left and right. I do. And he kind of steps over to the table. I think that we are not cowards. And I think that we're one of the last nations on this planet who can stand up to these, these beasts. These beasts that call themselves intelligent creatures who can think of nothing but consuming the next land. I think that if we were to turn over and just let them walk over us, and then there'd be no help for any other nation, any other independent organization that wanted to maintain its independence. But if we fought back, if we showed them that we won't just turn over and die, if we show the world that, that the Empire just can't walk over whoever they want, then I think more people have a chance to stay free. I think we show the world that they can fight back. Listen, if we do turn over, the Empire loses nothing. They consume us in a couple days, or in a week, or months, or a year. But if we make them fight for it, maybe they'll think twice before they go to the next place. I think we have a duty to everybody to fight back, no matter what it costs us. I think, and Lightning puts a hand on his shoulder and says, You've spoken well, Jiro. You say anything else, you'll ruin it. <laughs> Stand back. And uh, Sedona stands up and goes, Isn't this the same boy that... Uh, worked for the very girl we're fighting against. It is, but that doesn't make his words any less true. He sits back down. But this is all just rhetoric and talk. At the end of the day, this will always boil down to one thing. Even if we have the greatest infiltrators, even if we have a faction within uh, the Empire, it will. this will all boil down to one thing. Can we fight clockwork in open combat and destroy them. Uh, at that point, I kind of slouch in my chair and huff. Everyone stays quiet. If we cannot, then we can't win. 
you can't infiltrate them or sway them or they don't sleep, they don't eat, they can't be reasoned with. How many times do we have to say that? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't say all that part, but I say the first part. Of course, part. of course. Then this is all in vain, and while Young Achiro's words are very inspiring, I think those of us who are a little longer in the tooth understand that it would be wrong to lead all these people to their slaughter on principle. Shiba says, um, so Donuts can speak more to whether or not we can beat the clockwork. But I know that our people could stop the clockwork from reinforcing. So Donuts, if you can find a way to beat them, the clockwork, one of their greatest strengths is that every time you strike one down, you don't have to wait for a child to grow up and become a warrior. They make another one in a couple days. If we infiltrate... We find their factories. We sabotage them. All we have to do is beat the ones that exist. And half of his army's over at fighting the orcs anyway. As she's saying this, I get up uh-huh. and go over to my desk. I let them keep talking. Uh-huh. And I get that map. Remember, I already yes, had Yes, yes, I do. I get that paperwork. Uh-huh. And I go over kind of in front of, like, Sedonis. Uh-huh. And I unravel it. And remember, on this paperwork is the layouts of the factories and yep. also a list of all the leadership of yep, the Empire. Yep. And I lay it out like right in front of Sedonis. And I say, these are the factories that create the clockwork. And then these are all the key members of their leadership. Sheba puts a paw out, grabs the paper, and brings it over to her and looks at it. And says, if this is reliable, we can do this. I, I chime in. The maps are reliable. And we can destroy the factories. Uh, Rhaegar, who hasn't spoken yet, the druid, says the best part about this is after we sabotage things, we bring supplies back. We can keep going. We won't have to worry about, you know, uh, even if they uh, blockade us, we can sneak (laughs) stuff in. I'm sure they don't have nothing at these factories in the different places that will be in the Empire. And Sedona says, um, uh, this doesn't doesn't help us beat the clockwork that do exist. Which are plentiful even if he never built another one there's no reason to think he couldn't overrun us with what he already has i stand up so at the moment our option is to destroy each other yeah and i'd say at the end of this if we both destroy each other they'll be recovering and we won't rothred uh steps forward again and says i do not know if after so many years you have lost faith in my words But I tell you yet again, there are allies we have that lie in wait, that will wake up to fight for such a cause. Sedonis, you have more men than you think. The Uh, clockwork are no greater than the ones who came before them. Those minotaurs that came across the landscape that brought down your ancient kingdom, Zeratul. They were beaten, and it was nature that beat them. For all man and all great civilizations had been laid to waste. Then the planet woke up. What course of action... I stand up again, I'm sorry. Just assume that whenever I talk, I stand up. Sure. What course of action would you recommend then, Master Rothred? He kind of ponders again and says, I need to hear more. And he kind of goes back to his spot. So, let us sum up what we've discussed. 
We have a way to torture them on their home front, to dissuade them from sending more troops to the front. We have a way to stalemate them, hopefully, at our front. Or at least, that is what I'm led to believe. But we have no way to beat them. Not without massive loss of life. We need a way to take down the clockwork. Sedonis gets back up and goes, And this is all assuming that we beat Suko, who right now we can't even find. We're always one step behind her. I just left a front where we haven't fought anything yet because every time we find a hole, it's empty. And a month is not a long time. What is Suko fighting for, Master Sed- or General Sedonis? I do not know. I look back at David. Do you remember the embassy bombing? Yeah. What was the message? Not to collaborate with the Empire. If we refuse to collaborate with the Empire, where goes her support? <laughs> Not with me. I agree that it's a common enemy, but... A common enemy who the people will not support. The people will not support the Empire, for sure. And if we are fighting the Empire, that what reason do they have to support Suko? She has her... She has her bugs and her werbians. Sedonis goes, I'd feel a lot more comfortable if we didn't if we had those on our side, we've been working under the assumption we have to defeat them. But if we have them on our side, that's a, that's an unknown element. I don't know what these creatures are capable of. They can dig tunnels, and that's sure something. I get the feeling that clockwork wouldn't be the best thing in tunnels. Like, Whether uh, we defeat the Soku or speak to Soku, we'd have to find her first. Either way. Here's the other thing. And this is the most insane part of this is... One thing I don't want there to be misunderstood is I don't know for sure that in 30 days it would happen in the way of a full-scale military invasion. Uh, I think Valerian has lots of different ways to go about getting what he wants. Uh, Things like plagues and other kind of created chaos. I think in order to have, as crazy as this sounds, even though it seems like it's our slimmest shot, I believe it's our only shot. I think we'd have to provoke him into a full-scale war. Master Rokusaki, I agree. Our only chance of victory would be to strike first and to strike hard. If we allow him to make the first move, we allow him full mobilization if he chooses to do so, or we allow him to fight secretly and using devious weapons such as the plague, and he's already done it once. And there's like a hubbub, and, and, and you hear like Sheba speak up. This is the first I've heard of this. He was the one that released the plague up here? I thought it was an accident. The they Empire sent men to, to save this. I put my hand up. We don't know that for sure, but it's... I, we it's, have reason to it's suspect. It's not beyond his... I wouldn't put it past him to do that in order to come in and be the big hero and for everyone to say, oh, look at the Empire... Helping us. You hear like Rigar saying, that asshole, he sent men to save us like like it was some sort of gift. We were thankful to him. He's the one that released it in the first place. And they seem to like be ignoring what you said about maybe not. They're now all working under the assumption that he did it. Whether he did it or not, the point is that is exactly something he would do and we could expect. Unless we provoked him into a full-scale war, which Sun Tzu would agree with. <laughs> I'm glad. When you're weak strength. You gonna go surround the core hall and break lamps and blow trumpets? No, that's not what I was thinking. And, and, and then hope they all kill themselves? <laughs> <laughs> so even though it seems crazy, I think a full-scale war is our only chance. 
What would it? What would a first strike look like? I point to the maps and to the list. One terrible wave. It would be so devastating and so outrageous that the only response could be to just march on us. We don't want to seem to be the provocateurs. Why? There's nobody left to look bad to. It's just us and the Empire. This is true. Rothrit stands forward and says, um, Anger breeds mistakes. And I think that could be one of Valerian's only weaknesses. I've seen it. He can be provoked to anger. You know how to provoke him. More than just this. He points to the map. Is there more ways? Do you... And he kind of comes over to you, and his face is uncomfortably close to you. Do you know the man? I know him pretty well. Can you provoke the man? Yes. He continues to look at you, David. Not satisfied with Thorn. Uh, I stand up and I go over to my... <laughs> remember I have a ch my chess set? That I had made. I don't remember, but you can remind yeah, me. I did. I did. I had a okay. chest that made. All right. And I kind of just slide one pawn like mm -hmm. out into the middle, and uh, there is a a pawn we could put in play. But I would warn everyone that there there would be no coming back from this. All these other things would have the potential still to end in a stalemate and perhaps a treaty of sorts if we did the one thing I know would enrage him there would be no putting out that fire it would be his head or my head they all look at you expectingly his queen I believe that he cherishes her probably above all things um Sheba speaks up what if we were to kidnap her that that could be traded for ending a war. He would not dare. That's what I'm telling you. There would be no trade. If we kidnap her, he will come at us with everything he has. Would he risk danger to that he loves? I don't know if he would even think it through. And then what would the agreement be? When he gave, we gave her back, we'd be right at the same place. If we killed her, we'd be right at the same place. I, if what you're asking me is taking her would definitely provoke <laughs> him coming with everything he's got. In one way or another. El Mero stands back up and says, I believe this goes too far. I am liking the plan of attacking the strategic military points and military leaders better. I do not like the prospect of a war that cannot be ended. I agree. But the option remains... I would recommend leaving this as a fallback option. Sedonis gets up and says, Most of you know me. Most of you know the kind of things I'm into, the kind of things I do. Kinky stuff. And I'll be, <laughs> and I'll be honest about one thing. If we do lose, I'd be a lot happier closing my eyes for the last time knowing we did something to him that he could never get over. Zeratul gets up. I believe... In times like this, though our land has not done it, an appropriate method of a decision would be to cast a vote. If it is 
the Orokusaki's will to cast aside his power of ultimate decision. Well then, before we do that, or even discuss that, let me throw one more log into the fire. Uh, Lightning, what was the gentleman's name that we met with yesterday? I believe his name was Malganus. Does anybody here know this man? Or of this man? We all look around, and no one seems to say yes. He came to see me yesterday. He is a necromancer that has offered his services to the Lin Kuei. And what he has offered is to bring back whomever we wish. Rhaegar gets up and says, A necromancer? I'm surprised you didn't kill him on sight. We should never ally ourselves with a necromancer. Their deeds are for their own desires. And what they bring back are abominations. Slaves. Creatures. Zombies. Skeletons. They do not bring back man. They bring back mindless servants. Well, I hear you. And my, to be honest with you, my instincts were to do him harm on sight. But i got to be honest. Right now, the idea, that sounds about perfect. Mindless soldiers who are already dead. Fodder. Elmero gets back up again and goes, Again we go too far to desecrate our dead? This is not the way of the Lin Kuei. This is not the way of Aslanti. I'm sorry, not Aslanti, of Antioch. Does anyone else wish to speak to this matter? Achiro raises his hand. And Lightning just kind of like, oh my Does anyone besides Achiro want to speak to this matter? Darn. I believe that <clears throat> an ally is an ally. At this very moment, we don't have the right to be choosy with whom we make alliances just yet. I think bringing him on as at least a consultant is not a bad idea. Sedona stands up. Our last Orokusaki, the last leader of the Lin Kuei, did some things that I think everyone in this room didn't agree with. He got rid of us. It's not, not for our current leader. There would only be humans in this meeting. But he did have a way to defeat the Empire. If we could bring him back with his knowledge, perhaps we could stand a better chance at defeating this enemy. He sits back down. Are you talking about the machine he was building? I am. He was a man who not only had that machine built, he had the wherewithal to make the plan to build it. I have those, don't I? You do. <laughs> I stand up and go to my desk. Mm -hmm. And I pull out those plans and uh, open them in front of Sedonis. And I uh, go, these plans? Sarato goes, I was wondering where they went off to. You have <laughs> no clue how difficult it was for me to get those for him. Though not as half as difficult as getting um, the thing I have procured for you, Grandmaster. Sedonis goes, these machines are, this machine is good. If we can make this work, this is good. But I think the man whose mind thought up the desire to come up with this machine... I think he would be useful. There has never been two Orokusakis. Perhaps a war with the Empire would call for that. Rothred moves forward. He shuffles forward and says, We throw away tradition too quickly. Tradition is there for a reason, though some may forget over time. Its purpose is for security. 
There has only ever been one Orokusaki. There should only ever be one Orokusaki. Zeratul, how long would it take to rebuild this machine? The components are very difficult to make and rare. Matter of fact, the last Orokusaki himself had to venture outside our lands to get the different pieces. And the power source is very unique. To find them again, you need to find very special life forms. It could take anywhere if we can find them easily. Building the machine could take a couple months. Time but if we we're at have. war in a month... Our movement is limited, and finding these resources would be difficult. Though the machine was originally designed to work without this custom power source, he had me develop the life forms we put to power them. It's because he wanted to continually use the machine. The machine that was originally designed by the Aslanti was a... Hmm, perhaps the best way to describe it would be a... A fail-safe, eh? Use once, and then there's no one left around to use it a second time, so why design it to be used twice? The last Orokusaki had it modified so that he could use it as many times as he liked. When you say used once, you mean it would still create such a... It would still use the weather? Yes, it was designed to alter the weather one time, and in one location... How long would it take to build the original without the uh, modified power source? It would be shorter, but then we would lose the functionality of choosing where the weather is changed. It would happen where the machine is. As long as the machine runs, the weather would change. I think we go too far. I'm not so totally certain that rebuilding the machine is the safest of options. If we, if we fight and if we lose, the Empire gains control of it. Not if it can only be used once. Sedona so stands back up and says, I have the highest respect for Rothrid, but I respectfully disagree. I think whether or not we use the machine, I say we bring back a Rokusaki. I, I stand up. Forgive me, but this is an unacceptable proposition. There is nothing that the former Rokusaki <clears throat> can bring us short of civil war. If the previous Rokusaki gives an order that contradicts the current Rokusaki, whom do we follow? Alright, we're getting off <laughs> subject here. Just hear me out. Put that on the back burner. I mean, put that to the side for a moment, bringing back the other Rokusaki. Just hear me out, Stadonis. You're a commander, so you would appreciate a military man, so you would appreciate strategy, correct? He nods. Even if we only could use the machine one time. I don't know the histories of your wars here, but where I'm from, the history of wars, the most successful way <clears throat> larger armies were defeated was, and I kind of like, I'm assuming there's a map of the whole sure. land. Yeah, yeah. I kind of point between us and the Empire. If we were successful, in provoking Valerian to enrage him so much uh, that he came at us with almost his full forces 
and then I kind of sweep it across the map. Once his forces were engaged with us, receiving supplies from behind, I know we have the idea of infiltrating and, and sort of messing that up, which we could. But if we could use the machine and create such a blizzard that it would essentially trap the forces and cut them off from all supplies so that even if they attempted to double back to resupply, they would die and perish on the way back. They would be trapped. And then they would think the only way to get supplies would be to take our land, our town, Antioch. And what we would do is empty, blush, the, madam. Is empty the city of all supplies and people. Let them invade it and find an empty city with no supplies. And simply starve them. And so, then defeat them. Sedonis, the entire time you're talking, doesn't look impressed. And he goes, um, Grandmaster, that is a very wise plan if we were fighting the living. We are fighting the living. Clockwork need not supplies. Clockwork will not die in a blizzard. They won't. But clockwork work. The way the, the one thing I've seen about the clockwork that would make them somewhat defeatable is without human strategy. Then they are simply target and destroy machines. Working completely without direction, I really believe they would be a lot easier to handle. Kind of like the organization of a leaderless army. Hmm. Exactly. It would be like, imagine all your most basic grunts, even if they were skilled fighters with no commander. How effective would they really be in the end? Just lashing at whatever they see. In fact, we could easily bottleneck them and draw them into destruction. They would come blindly without any thought. Then the question would be, how long can we keep the war from starting before we get the machine made? Not keep the war... Well, yes. We it would be hard to stall too, too long, but the question would be, how long can we keep the conflict from escalating to that point until we were ready. Rhaegar stands back up and says, Forgive me, but we are all still working on the assumption that we are going to fight. Has this been our decision? Are we going to fight? I'll say one more thought to that. I would be dishonest if I didn't admit that fighting the Empire for me would be self-serving. And I won't ask, even though I could command it, which I know is in my right, I will not command you all to your deaths unless that's your wish. And so, as we spoke of earlier, I, if, if that's your wish, I, I would not be against a vote. And the Orokuzaki will abide by the vote. They all kind of look around and all agree with each other. Kind of nod. And, um, I stand up at this point. Okay. So the options before us War with the Empire, subjugation, is there no third? Yes. I die and am replaced. Rothred moves forward. The second and third option are the same, but with different methods. Shall, we, shall I call for a vote, Master Orokusaki? If that's the council's wish. Zeratul brings out a book and puts his hand over it and papers come out of it and separate and go into each in front of each person and uh, Zeratul says put your hand on the paper 
and decide. And Sedonis is like, as they do this, yeah. I kind of purposely like walk, stand up and walk with my back turned mm -hmm. as if I don't want even to witness or influence them. Right. All right. Um, are you looking at the table there, uh, Thorn? I walk over to the chess set. So you don't look at the table either? No. no I go over to the chess set and I pick up the, I pick up the black knight. It takes a few minutes. It's not a quick decision. But after a while, Zeratul says, All the votes have been cast. And what says the council? Do we wish for anonymity? Or do we wish for each to speak his mind? The votes on the paper prevent anyone from taking back a decision influenced by the rest of the group. Um, then I will give an order. We will make it known to us who voted which way but with no reprisal I don't blame a man for taking one path over the other that's why I, I put it out but I would like to know everybody's mind in this matter alright give me a second to decide who voted what and I'm sorry lightning but now I need a wartime consigliere <laughs> I was literally watching that movie today that's awful you're not a wartime consigliere Achiro come here Suko's my wartime consigliere. <laughs> Apparently, she's doing pretty good. She's at least staying alive. It'll be funny if they unanimously vote to let me die and be replaced. <laughs> Everyone abstains. Except for you. I'm actually yeah, gonna, after I make the votes, I'm going to ask you both your vote. Okay. They all look to David after they vote and say, "So how should we vote?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. If we're going TPK, we're going to do it in. In style. I better style than anyone ever playing with Caleb, I guarantee that. Whoever went out like that. Um. <laughs> riding straight into the gates of hell. Now I regret killing all those vampires and werewolves for letting them die. You have a bunch of children. Could have unleashed that. Yeah, but I you know, assume David, vampire children are still just like children, right? David, still just children. And yeah. werewolf children. Somehow I told you so. Just don't quite cut it here. Well, as I said it, I remembered back. We didn't really have an option. You did at the beginning, and then the option was taken from you. When the in in the up. words of Gollum, oh yes, Richard. No, it would have always ended in the same standoff. If we had let them in, then Valerian would have been like, "Give them to me." It would have all ended the same. All right, David, I need your vote. War. Thorin, I need your vote. I vote not guilty. <laughs> By reason of insanity. What's your vote? Um, war. Okay. By order of how, I, uh, how I've listed your chief of staff way back when you first gave it to me. I'll read it out. Um, Saratul says, uh, reads off names. He goes, um, Sidonis, how fine you. I vote assimilation. Elmero says, war. Uh, Lightning, how fine you. Assimilation. Sheba, how fine you. War. Rhaegar. How find you? I abstain. Rhaegar's the old tree, right? No, Rhaegar is the druid, the supply person. Oh, okay. Zeratul finds in favor of war. Rothrid, how find you? War. Thorin, how find you? War. Orokusaki, how find you? War. Six votes for war. 
Two for assimilation and one abstention. They all look to you, David. If I may speak for the Orokusaki. <laughs> I'm going to speak for the Orokusaki. <laughs> you may not. Sidonis. I, I smile and I bow my head. He looks at you. As I've said, there will be no uh, reprisal, and I respect your decision. But uh, now I need to know, will you still be the commander of the of our military in an open war against the Empire? He says, um, I only voted no because I thought we could not win. Not because I do not wish to fight. And I already know what Lightning would say. Okay, Tharn, go ahead. So we have decided if it comes down to assimilation or war, we will fight. We have a month in between now and then to decide. One, how we position our pieces on the board. I put the knight, black knight on the table. And our second option, and our second goal is to attempt to find a way, I believe, Rokusaki, to avoid such a conclusion, if possible. Okay. I also believe that Rothrod is right, that we have more allies that we can call to arms in between now and then, from within and outside of Antioch. Well, now we're going in a circle. No, no, no. If there's going to be a war, it's because we're going to start a war. Absolutely. Not wait for a war to start. Absolutely. I simply believe... We don't have 30 days. If we wait the 30 days, it'll give up our biggest advantage. Which is they're waiting the 30 days. Understand. I simply believe that we should call as many allies as we can now. Yes. Call We're going to amass an army. <laughs> We're going to call everybody that could pick up a sword or that's willing to fight and die. Rothrid um, goes for the door and begins to leave. And he says... I will wake up the planet. And he leaves. And it's so much to listening what everyone has to say about it. Okay. Um, Sidonis, I need you to put together... We need a, a chain of command for the military so we can start putting things into motion. Oh, very well. So I take it now I got 30 days to go find and kill your estranged daughter. No. In fact, here's what we'll do about my daughter. We will start our preparations and move forward and let her show herself. If there's one thing I think I know about what's going on with her is I don't think we'll have to wait too long. She wants a confrontation with me at some point. And I think that the one thing Darns that I agree with is once this all goes into motion, it could very much change the landscape of what's going on with her. I like it that I said one thing that was... <laughs> there is a way we have to synchronize a few things, uh, in my opinion. We're going to have to simultaneously find and expel all citizens of the Empire from our borders. How would we do such a thing without attracting Valerian's unwanted attention? This is why we're going to have to synchronize a few things. Here's what we are going to have to synchronize. We are going to have to quietly know who every 
uh, we need a, a role of all people in Antioch that are not, besides me, Thorn, and Lightning, purely as Landy. Zeratul says, uh, oh, this will be easy. For most, you can just look at their faces. And we have to assume Valerian has allies and spies here that might not be so easy. We must work to uncover them, too. They will have to be expelled. Zeratul takes off his mask. I was one the whole time! It's set up my hand. <laughs> and it will have to be synchronized with an ass the assault on the factories and the killing of the entire leadership. This will all have to happen in one move. Agreed. And if that doesn't provoke it, then we'll have to escalate from there. But I, I believe that will. And we have to do all that before 30 days. Agreed. And at the same time, amass an army to the borders. What would you have me do, Master Orokusaki? What would you... I rephrase that. What would you have us do? Well, that has to be started immediately. We need every single person in this land that is not from this land identified quietly. Elmero says, um, there is nothing quieter than the trees. And then see if we cannot uncover what I'm sure is ones we don't know about. Agreed. Maybe the crows, that could be a job for them. Let them open their ears to those sort of things. In fact, we have to be pretty far into this process in two weeks when that envoy arrives. They all agree. And, and then Tharn, you'll have to speak to your father and let him know. <laughs> We're going to move ahead with the factories. I shall. And what shall, what shall I tell Malganus? Nothing. Of course. Lightning says... Do we have a decision one way or the other whether or not we're going to be using his services? He used quotes. I still think that he's a valuable ally in a tight spot. Right, so we'll just leave him be. Right now, we're not going to do anything. One possible military option is to position him in the Empire. So when that blizzard strikes, not only will it kill many, it will also give Morganus the opportunity to raise the dead in our support. Inside of the Empire. That's dark, man. Dark? You're saying ra raise the dead em empirical soldiers and turn them... Imperial soldiers and turn them against them? It would work. It would draw their attention away from the front. Uh, and is uh, Sedonis there? Everyone's still there. Could such, a, could such a strategy work, Sedonis? I mean, that sounds good to me. I'm, I'm, I'm not big on telling you whether or not necromancers can do what or what. Uh, and so, I, uh, Zeratul, sorry to give you double duty, but you're going to have to continue with that other project we're working on, and now building me the, the one time, the original machine. He goes, um, ironic, you kill a man for use of a machine that you wish to have built yourself. It is motivation that um, determines whether or not actions are appropriate. I didn't kill a man for building the machine. I killed the man for trying to kill me. Then we are decided. When uh, everyone leaves, right, um, and you go back to your, your, your room, a crow comes with a letter. Okay. The letter has the to seal. Me? Yep, has the seal of the emperor on it. And you read the letter, and the letter says, um, to the leader in the north, a new, in quotes, visitor has arrived to our facility. The visitors in the form of a dog appears to be a husky. 
Seems very friendly. Where's a collar? Collar has a name tag. Name tag reads John Carpenter. Unlike any other visitor, advise on all knowledge you might have. Signed, the leader of the South. Okay. It would just be epic if David nodded his head and walked over to a candle and just <laughs> lit it. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been David and Dom, and Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Hey, Brian, you want to play role-playing games tonight? I can't. My body's trapped in this strange membrane. Wow. Should I take you to a doctor? Nah, it feels really good. Just put my earbuds in. No, that's just wrong. But here at Tales from the Lich, we're all right. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com <sighs> That's just wrong.